Today, Elon Musk offers to pay legal fees for those who were fired for their activity on Twitter. 7-Eleven employees are under investigation after defending themselves against a thief with a gun. And Megan Rapino has Americans actually rooting against the U.S. women's soccer team. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I would like to uh, here at the beginning of the show take a moment to wish a very happy birthday to my oldest son. He is 11 today (laughs) and uh, going on about 17 uh, with, you know, his attitude. And he is just a wonderful, wonderful boy growing into a young man. Uh, He made me a mom and um, happy birthday to him. And uh, with that, we will get into the news here. I want to talk about Elon Musk. So he announced on Twitter that he will pay the legal fees for people who were mistreated, fired by their employers for liking or posting content on the social media platform, formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. He tweeted out over the weekend, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking something on this platform, we will fund your legal bill. No limit Please let us know. He also added, and we won't just sue. It will be extremely loud, and we will go after the boards of directors of the companies, too. Huh. Them sound like fighting words to me. This announcement, of course, came uh, just hours after 25-year-old NASCAR driver Noah Gragson was indefinitely suspended for liking a meme about George Floyd on social media. Uh, After making the announcement about paying the legal fees of people who were canceled for their activity on social media, he was flooded with potential beneficiaries of the new policy. Uh, Very, very, very interesting development from Elon Musk. I want to welcome to the program here Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, and Matthew Marsden, of course, actor and producer extraordinaire. Um, And he speaks very fancy, too. We always appreciate (laughs) that. He's very fancy here. Um, And Matthew, you always, I will say, Matt, you always look dapper. Jason, I appreciate just wearing a collar. Collar, right? I know. Thank you for wearing a collar just for me. It probably wasn't for me, but I'm just going to go ahead and pretend that it was. Um, so, So Elon Musk, all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, right? I mean, we have had a very long line of people, especially during COVID, getting in trouble for misinformation, uh, doctors getting fired or removed from their hospital positions. Uh, there was a, a an infamous, I don't, she was like a Twitch worker or whatever, who uh, got fired because she followed libs of TikTok. I mean, the list goes on. And now all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, Elon Musk is like, yeah, we'll pay for you to go to court. Put your money where your mouth is and contact uh, Donald Trump for him to sue Jack Dorsey. Donald Trump, Jr., Donald Trump Jr. actually retweeted Elon Musk and was like, boy, have I got a case for you. Oh, did he really? Where, yeah, he's like, where do, where do I send yes, it to? Right? Yeah, yeah. How, but how many of those in those early days were getting deplatformed? Alex Jones should be on the phone right now. Mm-hmm. Come at me, bro. 
Um, yeah, it's interesting. Although, I, wasn't Alex Jones one of the people that Elon Musk said, I will not mm-hmm. allow back on the platform? So how does Elon Musk square those things away with each other? That's why it just kind of seems like words. It right, does. At the moment, just kind of shouting. You know, I, I don't, he, he's going to have to, like, extend that eventually, too, I think, to government. Because we know how deeply in that government and big tech is. I don't mm-hmm. know if Elon Musk's trying to separate that or not. But um, I'd love to see him take up some of these cases against federal government if it mm-hmm. comes to that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think that when you look at something like this, when someone makes such a bold statement, I mean, it it is a very, very bold statement. It's definitely a flag in the ground. What does he know that we don't know? That's a good point. Which is probably a lot, right? So you only tend to come up with something like that if you know there's a lot to lose in one way, shape, or form, like you know. And and I think that he's been very much about this, right, on the on the free speech advocacy. And he's saying, look, you know, we, we, it's very, very important that we don't stymie free speech. And the best one for me was Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. I was like, she, and I think with Gina, it's very much like with, with some people, it's kind of nebulous, right? Like you don't have a boss. Like say, for example, Alex Jones doesn't have a boss. Like it's Alex Jones is out there. But with Gina, she had a boss and she was quite clearly unfairly, in my opinion, uh, allegedly, you know, pushed because of something that was really, she wasn't saying what they tried to say she was saying, right? I mean, we all know that. Um, so I think it's different where there's more of a, a linear route to the people that are responsible for the for the firing and something was very clear than if you're saying something. like So, for example, um, with my stance on the vaccine and, and, and speaking out on Twitter, there's a lot of people that don't hire you because they block you, which is very different. Like stopping you from being hired is very different than being fired from something, right? But it's still a cancellation in a way. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be like a mm-hmm. list somewhere in like some Hollywood producer, like or all of them, you know, like their little black book that says these are the people that are, you know, will not hire. Yeah. I don't know. That almost seems just as bad to me. No, well, well I think it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> quite clearly, I think it is. But there's no like definitive. Uh, what I'm trying to say is there's no definitive way of if you're an actor and you're going right. up for a job and it just nebulously goes away. There's no way of you proving that it's because of something that you said, which in these days, I think that the majority of us just say common sense things, Um, but there's no real way of drawing a line. Whereas with with something like Gina Carano, there really is a way Mm -hmm. of drawing a line because it's really clearly set out. Uh, so I think with other people, it is that you are like moving into some kind of nebulous realm where, you know, can you really say that they were adversely affected by what they said on Twitter or not? You, you know, there's no concrete way of proving that. But I think with Gina, there really is. I mean, that's, I mean, that would be, I think everyone would love that. You bring up a really good point on what does he know that we don't know yeah. at this point? Because we know, and again, I'll go back to those communications between the government, even the White House itself, the administration, and you know, organizations like Facebook, where they're like, oh, don't say this, even though we know it's true. That was, I think that was all COVID vaccine related. Do not mention this stuff. And they're just completely, you know, complying with it. But I'm curious when we start going into like the regulatory phase, where are they going with this? Because Elon, Elon Omar just not too long ago was talking about how they need to stop and clamp down, have procedures and policies in place to stop the radicalization of these white men. I mean, what? Like, what does that even mean? 
But are, 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 is she just blowing hot air or is there like a group that are actually sitting down and starting to write some of this crap out so they can deliver it to a bunch of companies to mm -hmm. stop this, you know, crazy pandemic of white. Isn't she married women. to a white guy? Uh, that's probably literally all of the other ones. So AOC is engaged to a white guy. Kamala Harris is married to a white guy. Um, Ilhan Omar is too. Is she? I don't know if she's married or engaged, but her boyfriend so was that guy. So she's moved on from her brother. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what I was <laughs> moved on from the brother. About. No. Okay. This, this is the. Yeah. She's w w with another she's white with dude that she was. Her campaign was funneling money to as well. Always it's are with white men, including Don Lemon. Imagine, imagine, <laughs> imagine be sitting around dinner though, and she comes up with someone. We have to restrict the white man. And yeah. You're sitting there like, sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, it's it's really puzzling to me. I mean, either they really mean it or they don't really mean it. And I, I don't know. Uh, there's we all know there's something weird going on there with. Well, all those individuals, to so, be honest. So on the topic of uh, social media cancellations, I want to get into the Jamie Foxx controversy and get your thoughts on this. So uh, he posted an Instagram story that said, they, and this is just on the fly, so I don't, we don't have any, any clips of, or screenshots of this, but he said, they killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Hashtag fake friends, hashtag fake love. And he got all sorts of pushback that people were calling him anti-Semitic. He must have been talking about the Jews because he said they, they killed this dude named Jesus. And he came out and he was like, I was just talking about fake friends. That's why I put the hashtag fake friends because they betrayed Jesus. That's the whole story. I didn't, I wasn't talking about the Jews or anything. Jennifer Aniston had to chime in because... <laughs> This was the, my favorite part of this. So Jennifer Aniston's account liked the post, and she had to clear it up and uh, post an Instagram story that said, I apologize for liking this, it. <laughs> no, this really makes me sick. I did not like this post on purpose or by accident. <laughs> what? So I did not like this post on purpose or by accident. And more importantly, I want to be clear to my friends and anyone hurt by this showing up in their feeds, I do not support any form of anti-Semitism and I truly don't tolerate hate of any kind, period. Now, I want to get back to I did not like this post on purpose or by accident. I don't... <laughs> kind of took out <laughs> both know. options there. There's <laughs> not too many more. A hard oh time computing that. I did not like this post on purpose or by accident, were you forced? Did someone hold a gun to your head? Well, I, my assumption, I guess, is that she she has a like a bot or something like something that like likes her friends' posts, just just when whenever they post something. I don't know, but the idea that every single celebrity now who liked his post has to come out and make a statement saying, I do not endorse this, I hate anti-Semitism, I would never, even though, to me, the first time I read it, I was like, he clearly is talking about people who betray you and stab you in the back. I don't, this is not an anti-Semitic post. It is mind-boggling to me that this is a thing now. Well, it's because they've allowed it to be a thing. If you just said, look, you know, I said what I said and that's what I meant and I'm not gonna, it, it, we're really getting into a strange area where we have to clarify absolutely mm -hmm. every single thing. Like, I think it's like Bill, uh, Bill Burr does this whole thing where he says, when no means no, have you seen that? Like when no means no, does no mean no, does no mean like, 
No, but yeah, when I've you read it that. back, it's like she said no. And it, no, it didn't. It wasn't like that. So I mean, clearly, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like if you, if I ever said, oh, Jason's late today, I could kill him. And you read it back in court, it's like you said that Jason is late today. You could get no. I didn't mean that. It was like, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a turn of phrase. Everybody, especially Christians, knew what he meant when he said that. There's yeah. twelve disciples. Yep. You know, Jesus was betrayed. Peter denied him three times. That's what he's saying. Like even closest, your close friends will stab you in the back. And and what am I? Am I meant to expect more when they did this to Jesus? Right. Everybody knows that's what it means. Right. 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 But now everyone's like, I told you, I, I'm not anti-Semitic. I don't support anti-Semitism. Like, shut up. It's just so <laughs> ridiculous. I know. How people, how, how, how fearful people are now of, you know, getting lumped into any whatever, like, you know, subsection of group that, that can, you know, or might be canceled kind of cracks me up. It's like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, I know you're technically part of Hollywood, but not really because not really. you're not, you don't think the same way most of them do, or you don't give in like a lot of them do. You have your own mind, but all of them have this hive mind. Not all of them. Most of them have this hive mind to where I've got to stay in line with how this guy, this guy, this guy, and this girl, and this girl, how they think, and I have to move in that direction. No, no, no matter. Like, they do, I, publicly, that's how they act. Mm. Privately, that's not really how they act, which is a very big distinction there. But I don't, just, just how fear, fearful they are to have their own mind. Even if, even if Jamie Foxx was anti-Semitic, you know what I mean? Even if he was, just say it. Get it out there so the rest of us know. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be forced by any other large, other group of people to say, oh, that, no, that's absolutely not how I, you know, and, and, and be driven into the ground. This is, this is a really weird, like, discussion to have yeah. and, like, and make that point. But I'm just so pissed off over how we are, you know, just kind of funneled into a certain way of thinking. And you have to think that way. Otherwise, the masses are going to come down on you and that's absolutely destroy you. It's well, I, I had that when, uh, you know, the, the BLM thing went on. And I had it from back home in England, say back home, my old home in England. And I said, I'm not, I'm not supporting the bending. Oh of my the God. Name. Did you not post the black square? I know I didn't. You didn't post the black square? I didn't post the black oh square. Oh my God. I know. I don't even Are know you guys going to wow. still talk to me? No. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I said, and I'm like, I'm not down with this. And someone came on from my hometown and they were like, we know why. And I just said, say it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> say it. Mm -hmm. Say it, because on that charter, do you remember when it was like, we support the destruction of the family unit, basically, mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. was in their charter, they were, they were Marxists. And I was just like, just say what you mean. Like, don't threaten me, yeah. you can call it me, it's okay, I know who I am. And I think that what people need to do is grow a set of testicles, right, and stand up for what you believe in. It's really, re Jason was just telling us off camera about how, you just went to a bar and John Wayne rode in on his, on his horse, right, and walked right up to the bar, went right up to the bar and had a drink in the bar on his horse. So he was, of course he would do that. Wow. <laughs> can you imagine, like, they wouldn't, they'd be like, Hollywood would be like, excuse me, oh, can I, oh, no, the horse, okay. Uh, it, but it, it identifies as a, as a, as a service puppy. Can we, like, <laughs> there's no, they, but, but all this, like, all the tough guy thing, like, it's gone, it's all fake. Yeah. And everybody knows it's fake and they don't even have their own opinions and, and, and this, like, I feel sorry for Jamie because I genuinely think he's a he's a good person. You know, I know people that have worked with him and said he's a. I mean, he's mega talented and he's a super good guy. 
But what is going on in that like little bubble, and I'm so glad I'm not in it anymore, is there's this constant pressure to comply. Mm -hmm. Right. It's really bad, and especially if you look at because what people have to understand is that the actors that greenlight the films are the ones that choose the material for the most part that come out there. So you have to look and say, well, when we're looking at the culture and what's influencing the culture, you've got a bunch of people that aren't willing to say no to things that they disagree with. And I've been doing that my entire career, which is probably, you know, yeah, lucky me. Why you're not an author. Exactly, so I'm not there anymore. But but it does it does make you think like what pressures are being put on these people to make content that perhaps that they don't necessarily agree with yeah but it still has the same impact on society what an what an amazing machine because it like it, it not only it has a stranglehold in hollywood but every other aspect of culture the mainstream media um basically all of government now except a small you know you know a few patriotic holdouts it's in everything right now mm -hmm. but they point the figures at others and call them the fascists right the, the other ones are the oppressors, not us, that are trying to force our will or inflict everything on everyone. Right. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, by the way, I would just like to point out, we still have no idea um, what actually happened with Jamie Foxx. I just wanted to just slip that in. No idea. Absolutely no idea. Um, which, by the way, he's entitled to his privacy. But since he has his privacy, we are also entitled to question what the hell happened and why he was gone for so long. And now all of a sudden we have no idea what happened to him and why. Um, all right, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So we are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the U.S. dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, this is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are uh, actually expected to announce the launch of a new international super currency fully backed by gold or other commodities. Now, this is part of their long-term plan to supplant the U.S. and the dollar as cornerstones of the global financial system. So you may be asking yourself, how can I protect my IRA or my 401k from the fallout from this announcement? Well, might I suggest you diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which I don't know if you've been paying attention or looking around, but that is right now. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you to do something that I have not yet done myself. Uh, my family spoke to Birch Gold. Um, I mean, we've spoken to them multiple times, but again, several months ago, we heavily diversified more into gold and silver. So find out if this is right for you. It was right for us. Find out if it was right, if it's right for you. All I'm asking you to do is text the word Y to 989898. They're going to send you a free information kit on gold from Birch Gold. So text the word Y to the number 989898. I guess we're talking about the wham. <laughs> Shut up. Let's move on. Stop it. Let's move on. Uh, so two 7-Eleven workers in Northern California are now under investigation by local police after stopping and assaulting. Listen to this. A suspected gun-strapped thief. You can see that he is carrying. He is robbing their store. This is after he had robbed the convenience store. This was a, He robbed it before, so he had robbed it twice 
Just hours earlier, this was the third time he came back in. This is July 29th, uh, 2.45 a.m. This man wearing a mask uh, allegedly walked behind. I love, I love how I have to say allegedly. We have video of it, <laughs> but I still have to say allegedly for legal purposes. He allegedly walked uh, behind the front counter of a 7-Eleven store in Stockton, California, began clearing shelves of cigarettes and other store products into a large trash can. Uh, and here is what happened next, if you guys could play that. So here he is. You guys nothing can you can do, man, until police come in. Loading the cigarettes. He's like, you can't do anything. Hey, no, hey, don't. Hey, ain't nothing you can do, man. Don't do that. Don't do that, He's man. trying to leave. Don't do that. The store employees were finally like, nah, we're done. Sorry, this is the store owner defending his property, beating the hell out of him, and rightfully so. Are you sorry yet? Are you sorry yet? No, I don't think you're sorry yet. I think we need another one. Look at all that stuff. And yeah, and apparently now they are uh, under investigation for assault, even though this guy's clearly taking their things. And you know, you look at what's going on here in California. You look at what's going on in New York, where people are fearful for their lives. And uh, you know, if they happen to be in a situation like Daniel Penny, where they have to take someone's life on accident because they're trying to defend the public on the subway from a crazy person who's threatening them. Now, all of a sudden, you're under investigation for defending your life or defending your property. This is where we're at in 2023, in blue cities, in blue states, I should say. Um, I would like to believe that that wouldn't happen in, you know, I don't know, the suburbs here in our area. It would happen in Austin. Mm-hmm. Where Daniel, what is it, Daniel Perry, I get those two names confused, so it's Daniel Penny and Daniel Perry who are both uh, being, you know, like persecuted for defending their own lives. Now, that would happen in Austin, Texas, but we don't claim Austin, so it, oh, I'm just going to write that off. It would happen in Dallas. Yeah. It would probably yeah. happen in Fort Worth. Yeah. I, any major metropolitan area, the, it, the yeah. same thing. Radical left DAs. Yep. Yeah. Prosecutors, yeah. all of them. And a, a lot of these prosecutors, are just they're, what they're telling the police is, don't prosecute these crimes. Uh, thefts, so, so as long as they're under, what, $1,000 or whatever it is, um, we're not going to prosecute them. So if the cops are even called, they're not going to show up. You know, like, and, and, these co and these guys know that. This guy, I don't know if you saw in the beginning of the video, I don't know if that clip showed it, but he had a knife in his pocket that he kept going for. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was a knife. It was some kind of weapon. I thought it was a gun. So it it, it could have been. It was the either The point or. is, you don't know. If you're in that situation and you're the store owner, you don't know if it's a knife or a gun, but you know he's threatening you with some sort of weapon. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's then elevated to armed robbery mm -hmm. at that point. But it doesn't matter because it, justice is not blind anymore. It, there's an agenda clearly going on here. Um, whether that's to completely destabilize or or to upend our justice system so they can rewrite it. Pick your cho you know your choice yep. on this. Either way, your safety and security is not what they have in mind here. Can you imagine? Speaking of justice is not blind. Can you imagine if these two store owners had been white on this? Can you imagine how much worse that would have been? Yep. And again, they just would have been stopping a thief from stealing their property and detaining him until police showed up. But if that would have been if that would have been two white guys, this would have been an international story not just national but international story it's mm -hmm. where does this go what, what is the end point for this have you seen philadelphia right now the police there because the again the prosecutors and attorneys are saying look we are not going to prosecute these crimes there are entire streets in philadelphia where they're doing that that was that opioid death wobble mm -hmm. all down the street and you can see you'll, you can watch videos where the cops are just standing there watching as guys shoot up opioids into their veins. I mean, what is the point of the cops at that point? 
Why are they even there? They got to be asking the same question. Who wants to be a police at this point? No one's going to have your back. No. Well, not even their own captains don't have their backs. Now, that's the problem. I mean, I've, I, I personally know of a situation like this where, you know, the cops now are in a situation where they're like, why would I want to expose myself and get sued or, you know, go to jail for doing my job? Mm-hmm. And look, <clears throat> the whole thing with Trump is weaponizing law, right? Mm-hmm. This is the same thing, sure right? They're, the, what they're doing is they're weaponizing the law against innocent people. So it all becomes a demotivator. So it's like, what, why would you want to go and get a store now? Why would you want to go and create, right, as a business owner? Because, well, they can come in, they can rob you. And if you want to stop them, then they're going to put you in jail. Mm-hmm. What? And, I, and I, I saw this in the UK, by the way. And there is one thing, there is only one thing stopping this. And that's the Second Amendment. It is the only thing now. I, I believe it's the only thing that, that is the buffer between chaos, like real serious chaos, uh, lawlessness. And um, uh, because... If the cops aren't going to come, right. who's who's going to save you? Like you know, who is going to who's going to defend you? Who's going to defend your family? Who's going to defend your property? And it, it's not just the things. It's not just about stores. They're going to come to your home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't forget what happened in the mostly peaceful protests, right? When they were going through different communities, they will be coming for your stuff. Yeah, and, uh, and and it's a it's a fear tactic. Well, and I think that they are purposely conditioning Americans to think that they shouldn't like their property doesn't actually belong to them, right? It's not that's not an extension of you. You don't have a right to it. It's actually whoever wants to grab it, which is why we see all of these stores, what like CVS or whichever drugstore it is, that's closing up shop in so many places in California because they can't do anything about it. These people are coming in, they're robbing them, they're leaving, and they don't have a right to defend it. Um, and you know, you see these these people burn down cities, and you see these astronomical insurance bills. And you're just supposed to be like, oh, well, don't react because you might get thrown in prison. That's my property. I have an absolute right to defend it. And guess what? If anyone should should uh, think twice, it's you before you come for my property. Because if you're coming for my property, whatever happens is your decision, not mine. That's that's a really good point. Uh, you know, your property is not your property. You right. Know, it's the, it's, they don't want you to believe that. It's the people's property. Yes. Um, which kind of goes towards where the where this mindset is mm-hmm. coming from. This is a Marxist ideology, yep. is what that what that is. But what they've done is they just replaced you know bourgeois proletariat you know terminology to you know racist white not woke whatever. That, that that's that's what they're switching the language with. It's the same thing in the UK. Only they're not using that, even though they tried. It didn't make any sense. There was actually BLM riots in the UK. It has nothing to do with over there. Yeah, everyone's but, like, like right. what are you what? doing? Yeah, so that doesn't work. So I, I'm sure, like, and now, and you're seeing this a lot more. There's these like anti-colonial movement, you know, like anti-empire movement type stuff. They're replacing that over there. That's how they're like pushing in Marxist ideology. But you know. Target number one is the is the justice system, you know, in any country where they're trying to do this. You gotta completely up in that, you gotta call it racist, you gotta call it colonial or whatever, so that they can inject Marxist ideology uh, you know, on the backs of it. That's that's what we're living through right and now. And it's it's not just property, it's our children. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If you think about it, they're like, no, they're not your kids anymore. When mm-hmm. they come in and okay, look, as, as a father, I always say when we send our kids off to school, like I said, the teachers, you're responsible for our kids now, right? Because there's nothing worse than, than a helicopter parent, like constantly being over there, the teachers. So it used to be a vocation where you go, okay, the teachers are going to support what you're doing at home, right? This is kind of extension of the, of the home. And that goes to church as well and your friends. And so you should be able to let your kids go around to your friend's house and play. And you understand that they're not going to come in contact with anything that they wouldn't do in your own home. So, but what they're doing now is they say, no, no, no. When you come to school, they're ours. Yeah. As in, not, not, not yeah. we're giving yeah. it, not we're allowing you. No, they're ours and you aren't part of this. Like you're out. And, and talking to the kids, like you don't have to speak to your parents anymore because... Psh, yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. Like they don't, be, uh, kids don't belong to you, but but you know they're not yours. They're ours, right? Right? They're the states. They're the the systems. Right and what you do at home supports what we're doing right. here. Exactly. Right. Or insane. it should. Exactly. And if it doesn't, we'll just tell your kid to, to not tell you right. what's going on. Um, all right. So Matt, you mentioned uh, the only thing stopping this is the Second Amendment. So let's get into the Second Amendment whenever we return. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So. So if you are one of millions of Americans who you just live in constant pain and you think that that's just the way life is and, you know, I'm sure it affects your every day, you're maybe less patient with your spouse and your kids because it's it's a lot having to manage pain all day long. Might I suggest you try Relief Factor? It is all natural. It was created by doctors, but it actually targets an anti-inflammatory, very strong anti-inflammatory. So it targets the inflammation in your body, which most people don't realize is the root cause of your pain, is the inflammation. So try it. Do yourself a favor, it could be life-changing. 70% of the people who try their three-week quick start continue ordering it because that's how many people it's working for. So if you're living in pain, try the three-week quick start. It's $19.95. You can get it at relieffactor.com and the odds are in your favor that it will work for you. You can get it at relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. Democrats in the House of Representatives are pressuring Speaker Kevin McCarthy to hold a vote on legislation that would place an excise tax on what they call assault weapons and increase gun prices by just 1,000 percent. So it's just a just a cool, quick 1,000 percent. This is more than two dozen Democrats. Uh, they want the speaker to bring the legislation to the floor as soon as possible. And uh, so the excise tax which places a duty on the product at the moment of manufacturing would increase the price of a $1,000 firearm to 10000 before it even gets to a retailer. So, yeah, I believe this is the backdoor, uh, you know, uh, like anti-Second Amendment. Just, just, just tax all the bullets. Just tax all the guns. Just tax every, just make it impossible for gun manufacturers to get loans from banks. Just backdoor it, and then you don't have to do away with the Second Amendment, but you're going to do away with the Second Amendment. Clearly, that is their, uh, that is their goal here. Now, the provided definition for, the, this is semi-automatic assault weapons is what they say, which is hilarious to me when they include semi-automatic in there. They say it's a semi-automatic rifle or pistol with a fixed magazine of 10 rounds or more, or that has other Various features. Okay. Which is 99% of right. weapons out there which, right now, except for a cowboy gun. Which, can I just like ask that. you, 
Do they realize that or not? Because I go back and forth. I think a lot of them have never shot a gun in their lives and they have no idea what they're talking about. But I also think there's a good majority of them who absolutely know that that is going to be 99% of, of guns. But they're just like... They know that the public is so stupid with guns that they won't realize that and they'll be in favor of it. The people at the top know. The other people that have no idea, like think about your Swalwells or right. people like that, that, that probably have never shot a gun, know nothing about it. I don't think they know. They're just they're just parroting it. But you're exactly right. There's the amount of moves. I, I wish I could name them all off the top of my head right now, where they've essentially done a backdoor around the Constitution mm-hmm. because they know that they're never going to get, you know, all the legislative hurdles across that are finally going to just put limits on the Second Amendment or just get rid of it. They're, they're never going to get that through. So what do they do? Well, they open up firearms companies to be liable, you know, every time there's a shooting, you know, a mass shooting or something like that. Okay, well, what does that do to my insurance? Well, they're not going to want to cover you. So what does that do to my business? Well, now you, you so, well, I'm sorry, you just can't be in business anymore. Then they go after ammunition. <clears throat> then they do like, you know, restrictions on ammunition. They make it harder and harder for them to, if you take, uh, take away the ammunition, you effectively take away the gun because most people can't make their own ammunition. Some people do, and I advise you and encourage you to make your own ammunition if you can, because these are the types of things that we have to start getting ready for. Um, a thousand dollar tax on 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 weapons, basically any semi-automatic weapon. Who really can afford that? Not the people that really really need it. Not the person that is in a really bad neighborhood and his house is getting robbed every other night. He can't afford that. Which is- hold on. Which by the way, they would argue are minorities, right? They would argue that that those are my, the people who are in poor neighborhoods are minorities, they would argue. So what they're also saying is they want to take guns away from minorities in bad neighborhoods. They don't even they, they, they can't even get through that argument because they don't even know how to make it. I was just watching seeing on Twitter the other day. There was like, a, you know, tens of thousands of retweets. Some guy, some, you know, progressive had this awesome, you know, what he thought was just a great point. But he was like, you know, what we should do if, they, if the left, right really likes guns so much. We should give a semi or he said, he actually said AR-15 to every single black male in the country. Well, I'll see what they like. Yeah, yeah that's great. exactly. Right, right. Go for it. Yeah, Do it. Please. We would love that. Please, there please. Were, I mean, they don't even know what our stance on this. They have no idea what self responsibility, self you know accountability. They have no yep. idea yep. what that means. Yep. I mean, look, we have to look at this for what it really is, which is it is the fundamental transformation of this country. It's changing America to be something that it that it isn't. I mean. And, uh, you know, that you have to look and think whether or not that is treasonous, right? When you're moving, you're going around, you, you, you have an objective to do something like you're saying. It's really to get rid of the Second Amendment. But what you're doing is you're going around it and you're lying. Mm-hmm. You are changing the very fabric of what the country is, right? You are moving around and outside of the provisions that were put in place in the Constitution to rectify anything that you want to change within the Bill of Rights. So what is it, what is it going to come to eventually? Like, when are we actually going to stop and say, and I, I mean this, because look, I cannot, if I can explain to the people watching how much this country really has changed from someone that came here looking at it from afar came here just 20 years ago, just 20 years ago. All right, like you know, another five years, it's quarter of a century. And all of a sudden you're like, hang on a minute, right? <laughs> but it's completely different now. 
it really is completely different. And it's even more different than five years, like five years ago, if you would have said something, if you would have gone out and said, look, we're gonna do this transgender, this, this, that, people are going, you're out of your mind. Like they're not gonna be doing, right. they're not gonna do drag queen story hour. You're out of your mind. This is where we are. Our country is disintegrating before our eyes. And I don't necessarily blame the Democrats, to be honest. I blame the Republicans because the Republicans have had multiple, multiple chances to stop this. They've had multiple chances to push back and they are abs... Useless. They're absolutely <laughs> useless. No, but I mean, look, I didn't come here for this place to turn into where I left, but I really much worse version of where, where we left, mm -hmm. where I left, mm -hmm. right? It's bad and it is squarely at the feet of the Republicans for allowing all this stuff to happen, right? Like they are not, they, they don't make a good enough argument. They're not out there doing what they should be doing, where they're doing, they're not making the public aware, the Republicans, really Republican voters aware of what is going on. Yeah. You know, it is disgusting. I just wish someone would stand up and say, hey, do you know what? What they're trying to do is they're trying to get rid of the Second Amendment and uh, it's coming. Right. It's coming. So, um, you know. Yeah. It's like, it, it kind of makes you wonder, like, how do you even fight it? So if you're on the side of the Republicans, what do you do when you've been operating from a playbook that says we operate under the Constitution under law and order? So those are the things we will not break and we're going to operate in that, you know, under those rules of this game. But then you have another side, the left, the progressives, that they don't give a crap. They don't even agree with the Constitution. They don't agree with the justice system. So they're going to find ways to go around it. How the hell do you even fight against that? Well, you're a warfighter, right? You're a Marine. It's asymmetrical warfare. You can't, you know, like, like the suicide bombers only work if one side's doing it, right? It doesn't work if both sides are doing it. So you, you're looking at a situation where there's one group of people that are not playing by the rules. And another group of people that actually think it's very, very moral, which by the way, it's a lie because they do all their own shenanigans anyway. No, but I don't think anyone really sits here and thinks that the Republicans aren't corrupt in their own way because we know they are. We know they're doing the deals. We know it's the uniparty. We know it's the swamp, right? So I, I, I genuinely don't know where this is going to go because I think a lot of people are looking and they see what's going on. I think that's why so many people put so much into Trump, right? Because he was an outsider. And look, I know this is going to annoy a lot of people, but he didn't clean house like he should have when he had a chance. And now people are looking at, and by the way, there might be a whole host of reasons why, you know, when you get into that position, there's a lot of stuff that is going on. But then you look at someone like DeSantis, and are they going to let him in? Because he's another one that says he's going to come in and clean house, right? So we've got two people out there that really want to sort this out. It seems like they really want to sort this out. One that had a chance and really didn't do it. And one that is saying that they want to. If we didn't have those two people out there as candidates right now, what would we have? Last word. Last word. Okay, so really quick. Um, what you keep talking about and you keep saying they, are they going to let him do this? What you're getting right at is what... Donald Trump was railing against and got him elected, which was the deep state. Yeah. And what is the deep state but an overbloated bureaucracy? That's gotta be shrunk 
tremendously. We've got to get rid of certain things. Get rid of the Department of Education. Get rid of the IRS. So, you know, severely restrict the FBI. Shrink the DOJ. All these people, and by the way, the DOJ, they're the ones that are, you know, headlining right now the persecution of the President of the United States' main political opponent. The deep state has got to be shrunk for them to be able to do anything if they want to think about getting... I mean, the deep state is how they go around the, uh, the Constitution. I could talk all day on this. But, I know. I've yeah. noticed. I know you're you can probably talk all day screened. on most things. They are, they are in my ear. So we're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Team USA women's soccer had their earliest ever World Cup elimination Sunday after a shootout loss to Sweden. Now, everyone's favorite women's soccer player, Megan Rapinoe. Rapino. I don't really know how to say it, and I don't really care. She was the one who shot the penalty kick that I believe lost it, and um, this is this is the shoot. This is the kick that like was not even close. Watch. And then she's laughing. So that's good. Wow, that's great. So she laughs after she misses the kick for her team. And she was interviewed later on, and she had turned from laughing to like <laughs> just crying about it like a big baby. Watch. Is there a memory that stands out to you right now in this moment? Oh, look at her. Oh, um, oh it's hard. Oh, what is it? What is it? I mean, probably equal pay chance oh, um, after the final. That's um, so great. And I think, you know, they're saying equal pay, but could have been saying a lot of things. I think this team is always fought oh, for there so she much wipes more. Oh, there she again. And, okay, um, I've seen enough. Um, so, <laughs> wow, I'm so glad that they get equal pay for sucking. That's great. Because I got to tell you, I don't play soccer. I'm pretty confident I could have nailed that. Could you imagine uh, if the Bulls ever lost in the finals like that, which they never did. But can you imagine if they did and they went into the locker room and asked Michael Jordan what his favorite moment of that season was? Equal pay. Do you think he would have said any kind of social justice, anything? No. He didn't get have a crap about anything but winning. Yeah. I mean, she is just insufferable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely insufferable. But maybe even the worst part of this is how I'm expected to care enough to comment about it. You know what I mean? I like, just really wanted to, honestly, I, I just wanted to laugh at them. I don't know. I, I laugh at her. I'm sorry. Because what a weird place to be in, right? That like we should be taking pride in Team USA, women's soccer, and like they just we? become. That's well, <laughs> women's soccer. I mean, that's fair. I don't like particularly care for women's anything sports, but like we should, like it should be cool if they are participating and win. And now I'm just like, yeah, I actually don't really want. Well, it's to all going to be a bunch of fifteen-year-old boys that are going to win the competition in a couple, in a few years anyway. So well, that's fair. Really yeah, it's because true. well, Megan herself said that she mean? was fine with trans people joining the the Team USA team. Yeah, after she leaves. Exactly right. Yeah. Conveniently, when she's retiring, she's like, yeah, that that a bunch of trans people well, should be on the team. She is just the most insufferable. And again, the the thing about wearing. The shirt is the thing, right? It's putting on that shirt and the pride of representing your country is the greatest thing. You know, imagine like saying that, you know, I got to lift the World Cup trophy wearing as, a, as an American and, you know, no, it's about money. Right, right. They hate the country. Yeah. They, they do, they hate it. Yeah. They should. I'm all for like banning people who don't love the country. Like, you know, this like when they won't sing the national anthem. 
Fire. Exile. Yeah. See ya. Oh, fire. Yeah. So that so that, that that annoyed me. I remember <laughs> when I saw it. <laughs> that that annoyed me when I saw last it. Word. But I was but really last word. But, go. But really. But I was really annoyed by all the coverage that I kept seeing flying up on the internet, YouTube commercials, all the stuff of the I was I didn't even know they were playing. Yeah, I didn't I was either. Like, we don't care. You I didn't can't either. Make me care. I didn't either, but I gotta tell you, I it's very satisfying seeing that woman cry. <laughs> that creature. I don't know. I don't know what she identifies as today. All right, we gotta take a quick break, we'll be right back. I was like, wow. All right, we've only got a, a little bit of time left here. I'd just like to just show you this headline. Transgender woman demands ex-boyfriend to return her testicles from his fridge. Her testicles. I'm confused. Wrap your, <laughs> wrap your head around that one, if you will. So this is this lovely lady who is this Brianna Kingsley, he calls himself. And uh, he says that his ex retains possession of his surgically extracted testicles preserved in a mason jar. There it is, right there in that second picture. Kept in the fridge next to the eggs. <laughs> That's where we're at in 2023. Well, he's clearly confused as well because maybe it's, he was thinking, maybe it's like if you chop your pinky off and you take it and you can have it re-sewn back on later, you know? Oh, I don't you, think he wanted it later. Ice. He just he just wanted to. Maybe. So apparently he, he filmed a video uh, ca called The Unboxing of D's Nuts. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> And had uh, the the biohazardous material right there. His name's not D, though, right? That would have been like. I don't know what his actual name is. It's not. It's not. That's the wrong way to go, by. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you for being here. Just as a reminder, I am gone the rest of the week. I'm not back until Tuesday of next week. This show will not be airing. I'm sorry. I know you're all very sad about it, but I'm not. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.